Welcome to episode 24 of Can We Still Be Friends, the podcast that tests the limits of the friendship between two people who mistake movie taste for personal morality. I'm Nate Goss, here with Ryan Ebling. This year saw the passage of net neutrality, and it also brings us the 20th anniversary of the release of The Net, the 1995 Sandra Bullock techno-thriller which warned an unsuspecting public of the dangers of the internet. Neither Ryan nor I have seen this movie, and while we understand that The Net isn't widely considered a classic, we felt compelled to see what people thought of the internet 20 years ago, when it was just getting its footing. The Net was the third in a string of hits for rising star Sandra Bullock, following Speed and While You Were Sleeping. And The Net uh, grossed over $50 million, but critically it didn't fare all that well, earning a 51 on Metacritic. (laughs) To be honest, it may be a bit silly that we're watching it, but we thought it would be fun to see how people perceived the internet in the days of dial-up modems and those AOL free trial CD-ROMs. Also, perhaps as the weather warms, we're just feeling the need for a good old-fashioned mid-90s thriller. So, how does the net look 20 years on? Is it a prescient look at our technologically dependent society? Or does it feel more like an uninformed attempt to cash in on the next big flash-in-the-pan techno trend? Keep listening. Don't think about hitting the escape key on any of the systems for a while. One keystroke will wipe out your whole system. God, I don't know how these things happen. You know, I just ordered that security program last week. What's it called? Gatekeeper? Well, that's what they all say. Did you install it? Absolutely, the minute we got it. I think. Not to worry, everything's under control. It's gonna be okay. You're the best, Angela. Now, do you think we'll be able to get this back in stores by week's end? Absolutely. Everything but the virus. Friend of mine collects them. I don't know, some people say string. You are a genius, Angela. I can't thank you enough. So that was uh, a clip from early in the movie, The Net, where Sandra Bullock, as uh, Angela Bennett, is doing some, I guess, troubleshooting for She's working her magic. Company. Yeah, yeah. She's doing what she does. And as you can say, the movie, the, if you didn't catch it, uh, she's the best at what she does. And I thought that scene was really funny for how many times that guy <laughs> says, you're the best. Well, he's just so grateful. Right. It almost feels like they were like... Okay, there's a woman at a computer. How are we going to get people to believe that she's actually good at what she does? I don't know. How about the guy just says it a bunch of times? <laughs> so um, that that uh, kind of sets the scene where uh, Angela Bennett is uh, a superstar hacker, but also living very much under the radar. Right. Kind um, of isolated to herself, keeps to herself. Yeah. And dark things are about to happen. Yeah. From a, a scene from the movie The Net, which we are discussing today, it turns 20 years old this year so that means 1995 do you remember did you even have the internet in 1995 i think i did did you my dad is a computer guy he, he writes programs oh i didn't uh, even know that yeah how did i know that i don't know he writes. never uh, came up yeah, all I right guess not. uh and so i think for his work it was actually sort of important that he had access uh but maybe not he was just always interested in that so were you on windows 95 at that point we were on 
if I remember correctly, Windows 3.1. Yeah, we were on 3.1 too. Uh, Not 3.12, but 3.1 also. Yeah. Uh, um, And I remember Prodigy. Uh, We were on Prodigy and it was very, uh, it was very like 8-bit. Okay. I played like word games on the internet. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, no, I think I'm pretty sure we had the internet at that point. I don't think we did. Hmm. I think uh, we got it more like around 96, 97. I, so a long time after. Well, <laughs> in internet years. Yes. Yeah. That's well, true. I mean, I just remember that my first exposure to the internet was more from a friend whose dad taught at the high school, and he mm-hmm. was somehow able to get internet through the school. Um, so we'd have to go to his house and Do see what this thing was all about. And, you know, we were chatting with people. Yeah, that we. I was chatting with people from Hawaii. Yeah. Can you believe it? Blew you away at the time. It is kind of funny to think back to what, the internet was perceived as, which is why we chose to do the net. And uh, let me say, before we go on, we this week, Nate and I were uh, honored to be asked to speak at Writer's Week at Libertyville High School, yep. where I I teach, which is was probably our in. <laughs> and uh, it was a really fun time. It uh, was. I, I'm... If, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think either of us knew how it would go. No, and if we would have fun talking about podcasting if kids would seem to have fun listening to us, and uh, we at least had a blast doing it. Yeah, and I mean, it was uh, it just and, and just to talk about podcasting itself was a lot of fun, and what we've learned just in this little over a year of what yeah. we've been doing mm-hmm. uh, with this podcast. So, so uh, any Wildcats who, listening right yeah, now, you know, think, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> but now let's talk about the net. We haven't seen this movie before. No, I had. I not believe. Seen I believe at one point in my life it was on in my house, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um. So we don't really have experience with it to talk about. Not really. I mean, I certainly remember even being that age and seeing the trailer on TV. Yeah. I remember like Sandra Bullock was just starting to kind of become sort of the it girl at the time. It seemed like mm-hmm. maybe not the it girl. I don't know, but she just seemed like it, she couldn't really do any wrong at that time. And also, it was just a trailer of, it was kind of around that same, every year we get those thrillers that come out around that sort of late spring, early summer, and you just kind of get pumped up for them. And Mm -hmm. this was just that one of that year, 95, or at least one of them. Yeah. So we can't really talk about our first time watching it or anything, because we're going to be talking about our first time watching it here. But we can talk about what we've been doing the last couple episodes is what we rate the movie before our discussion. So Nate, what what on and where we're rating this is on letterboxd.com, mm-hmm. where you can find us. Uh, search for my name Ryan Ebling or Nate Goss. You can follow us. And yeah, it's kind of fun because you can movies. see even movies that we're watching that we're not discussing on the podcast. Yeah. You know, so they have a five star rating for each movie, and we discuss the beginning of the discussion. Where do you rate it at the end of the discussion? If the discussion has changed your view at all, sure. What do you rate it? Yeah. So before we talk. Nate, before we unpack the gossamer that is the net, and boys, there are a lot there. What what do you rate out of five stars? Out of scale five stars for Letterboxd, I'm giving this thing one star. It this really? is a, this is a terrible movie. It's terrible, <laughs> and not even uh, just for. We're gonna get into the reasons because that's kind of the thing is we just kind of say what yeah. our rating is and then we'll move on. So no, I'll, no I'll end, explanation. No explanation. That's where I'm one star. It. One a terrible star. movie. Um, I guess when I was thinking about this on the way over here, I was feeling pretty generous and I'm going to stick with that. Okay. I'm going to stick with that. I'm How gonna say generous are you going to get? Stars, two stars. Two oh stars. 
Um, and again, we can talk about why, but, and I, I probably, that's probably going to drop. And I think that should say something too, that you're being very generous and this is a two star review. So I almost want to <laughs> apologize to our listeners if we made you watch this movie, yeah. uh, because even being generous, you're, the most that you're going to get from us is a two star rating. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we should just dive in. Well, before we go into the net specifically, I am kind of curious where you come from in the sense of the genre of this film. How do you feel about thrillers in general? Oh. Um, like, hmm. how do you do you have a lot of favorite thrillers? Is it a genre that you seek out? I mean, the other thing I realized after kind of realizing that we don't do a lot with thrillers is that thrillers is actually such a huge genre. Yeah. Like, it's actually just almost a subgenre of every genre because there's like right. action thrillers and political thriller thrillers. mysteries yeah, and yeah. political sci-fi thrillers. And so yeah. it's almost hard to even know where to draw the line. Yeah. Um, but I think we know what we mean when we well, say a movie like The Net is a thriller. And in the intro, I said, I specifically called it a mid-90s thriller. I think the mid-90s thriller is a genre of, yeah, that's, that's kind of like when you've got all the Grisham stuff coming right. out. Mm -hmm. um, you might be able to put some Tom Clancy in there. Yep. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. That, that it's almost a genre of its own. 90s thrillers. Yes. Yeah. So is that your question? How do I feel about 90s thrillers? <sighs> it can be broader than that, but sure, maybe start there. I just want to know, like, is this something that you were going to... Like, what are you expecting to get out of it? I mean, are you expecting a cinematic masterpiece? Are you expecting no. just to have a good time? Um, no. Are you? What are you even? What are you even hoping I don't to get know. out of this? <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea what I expected to get out of watching the net. I I genuinely thought it was a good idea to pick this for the episode. <laughs> I remember we both thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And I do remember we were kind of, um, we were trying to figure out what to do for this episode. And, uh -huh. and we, it, it seemed like maybe, we kind of, maybe in the biz, we what we would call a slow news day, or like yeah, we just couldn't could think, be. we had a hard time coming up with a good, good, relevant point to kind of, and yeah. the FCC thing order was going on with net neutrality. We and we're like, why not? You know, I guess, I guess my draw to this movie is to see how it has aged, like to see what because it, it, it almost hung on the premise that the internet was thrilling mm -hmm. you know yeah that yeah and so that to, to this movie specifically is what made me want to see it i think you were almost coming at this from like almost a anthropological sort of yeah, like well, going back to a certain civilization yeah. in its prehistoric days yeah. what was the internet age i brought like, my archaeology tools and <laughs> i was dusting off skulls and mouses and big computer monitors mm -hmm. in general though thrillers i am not as big a fan of like i really need something that draws me in intrigue doesn't really intrigue me all that much <laughs> uh, don't laugh <laughs> that's a stupid joke well you know but maybe it's because there's so much of them I, I i do tend to get tired of them unless they're very good yeah um and i have mine because that, they can fall into formula so quickly yeah it's supposed to be a thrilling ride and, and mm -hmm. a lot of them i actually just end up being very bored a yeah. lot of times and uh i think when they're at their worst the thrill is contrived and i think that's very much true of the net uh-huh <laughs> any sort of thrill is just like Oh, uh, be be thrilled at this point. Right. This, this point is supposed to be tense. You can tell by the music, even though she's just sitting down at a computer. Which in and of itself, there are, I mean, the social network made programming right. riveting. So computers can be exciting. Like it's not. I don't have a problem at all. Right. Really. The at the, with the premise, the right. core of this premise. 
this is this is my feeling on on the net. When we decided to do this, what I thought was going to happen is we'd have a few good laughs over how antiquated some of the ideas were mm-hmm. about the internet. Um, but I was thinking perhaps there would still be at the core of it a good thriller suspense story. Yeah. You know, and that would be something that would kind of keep you going and you'd realize, okay, you can forgive them of these ideas because they were doing the best with what they knew at the time. And still it's just a good story that keeps you engaged and that really kind of has you maybe on the edge of your seat every once in a while. A timeless. Turns out for me that it was exactly the opposite that was true in the sense that like, sure, the internet in the net does look laughably dated. Yeah. And I doubt that anyone born since then in the last 20 years is going to even know how to relate to it. Right. You know, sure, some of the methods of surveillance, actually most of the surveillance methods and hacking methods just seem really far-fetched and kind of misinformed. The way that movies felt the need to depict viruses as like acid or like... That, like right, that, that they, they were literally melting your computer right. or like, or that when when the when the virus was taking over your computer, it was actually doing a sort of Photoshop effect on your photo that was right. like this like, like was, mosaic effect. Forget the fact that they had to, they would have had to program that into right. the virus, which would take a, a lot of space on that floppy right. disk. Exactly. You couldn't get it on the floppy disk. But, so this is what I didn't expect was that actually on the whole, the movie's fears though about identity, yep. the reliance on machines... All of this stuff mm-hmm. that the net really does base all of its paranoia in, these are still conversations yep. that we are having today. I was very so surprised by that. The internet stuff in the net <laughs> is actually doesn't seem as dated as one might suspect. Right. It looks dated, and it does... And there are elements. There are. And, and the, should, the way yeah. that some of the things are portrayed, I actually had a fun time keeping a running list of stuff that they, they actually sort of did predict accurately. Oh, yeah? Um. Yeah. I mean, I could probably actually just run down the list right now. Why not? Ordering pizza online. I mean, sure. D- Domino's like... But they made a big deal out of that right, there. in the thing. movie. Like, and that's that's what's funny about it, is that it isn't just like an everyday thing. It's almost sad that she's ordering pizza online it is, and not it's meant talking to, be to a sad. person. Like, that's but the whole point. It's, it's, a, like, it's a message in the movie that but, isn't that sad that she can't really... Like, she feels uh-huh. like... She's so isolated yeah. that she doesn't even talk to a person to order pizza. But now we're like, oh, thank God, I can just order this just online. Order I don't it, have yeah. to call anybody. You're with a like, group of physical people right. and you say, let's order the pizza. Here, I got my phone. Let's yeah. put the order in. Yeah. You know? And if the app isn't working, you're like, uh, we'll just... Wait, maybe it's working later. Like right. nobody will call. That's the part that really got wrong was sort of the isolating effect of the internet. Yeah, and the movie Not really the, does pound that like in. A, yes, it does. That's a, it hinges on that. Yes. Um. Uh. Fire on a screen, like having a a fireplace. <laughs> That's one of like Netflix's biggest things around Christmas is the Yulelog thing. You're talking about in case you haven't seen the net in a while. Yeah, there's a moment and it's played as if she actually feels like this is a legitimate environment to create. Yeah, is it's like a it's like a desktop screensaver of a really pixelated fireplace. Yeah. Uh, and she pops it on as she's sort of relaxing for the night. Right, right. <laughs> so the thing, the funny thing is, like, they, it got a lot of stuff right, but the fact that none of us are bothered by it, it got wrong. That's that's what I saw that as a comment. I think of some, it was just a comment mm-hmm. to someone on IMDb, was where they basically said, "Yeah, everything in the net happened, and nobody cares." Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that is, unf- it's it's uh, the next thing on my list. Um, which she found commonplace, and now people are starting to see more unsettling, is that uh, if men find a woman engaging with them online, they want to have sex with them. 
<laughs> that happens at the beginning of the net and she just sort of is like no thanks <laughs> and now it's like actually that's something that's sort of a big deal now uh buying plane tickets online again sure not a problem like we're all we were all very grateful when that could happen right that happened um well i mean and even okay i know it's very archaic looking but bringing your laptop to the beach or right, you know having right. having your technology sort of with you or as having you go. her to-do list on her desktop like yeah, I think that was supposed to be like, oh, wow, this woman is a geek. And then uh, the other thing that the net got right uh, is that they know everything about you. <laughs> right. And I think that um, that is something that is maybe even more frightening in the sense that mm-hmm. we know that and sometimes we just don't care. Yeah. Like, And we're actually, if it's like a company like Google or Facebook, we're actually willing to Giving say, in, here, yeah. take it, take oh, all you so want. Because this is because we, I think that that's what the net never really was able to predict is that we would find the convenience of some of these services far outweighing the paranoia yep. and the uh, fear of them, of people knowing things yeah. about us. Oh, it's so great. Google knows what I want to search for before I even right. That's it. That's an asset of Google. Yeah. So, yeah, I expected to find the net laughably outdated. It wasn't. I think we mean the same thing. That, like, we were actually kind of surprised that when it came to the technological aspects, maybe they were executed in ways that were kind of laughable at times. But the Mm -hmm. core of what they were saying, the principles of what they were saying, nothing's changed. Well, I think ultimately the movie's message is, is very different because the movie's ultimate point is get outside get, get off your technology yeah not yeah. be wise in your use but, but here's what i really didn't expect at all when seeing the net was that every single bit of the thriller elements of this movie would be so horrendously bad yeah i have a really hard time it's trying to even awful. think of one good thing i can say for this movie as far as it being a thriller like it's not shot well the script mm. is so terrible that the script is awful I, I laughed more during this movie than maybe any of the movies we watched for our podcast so far. And that's not anything to praise for the movie about. It's not supposed to be a funny movie. I laughed so much in this yeah, movie. It's terrible. Do you and and how about that really forced AIDS message? Yeah. Like all of a sudden in the end the, the, like she runs through a a, a protest a, or a protest a street- for AIDS research. Uh, yeah, it's weird. But so let's talk about the script. There were a few choice moments that I wrote down in my notes. One, uh, after she gets her purse stolen, which in and of itself is a very silly looking scene. Um, (laughs) The man she's with says, like, I'm going to go after it. And she says, it's not worth it. And then when he comes back and doesn't have it, she says, I I had had everything everything in that bag. (laughs) (laughs) And right before that... She's like saying something like, "Oh, look at me." Um, yeah, she's she's complaining about not having her stuff, and she says, "Look at me, I'm such a jerk, and you're sitting here bleeding to death." God, I had everything in that bag. I had my passport. I had my credit cards. I had. Ow. Sorry. Sorry. Thanks for doing this. Well, you're the one bleeding to death. I am the one crying about my Mastercard. I apologize for having been a jerk. What do you mean? I'm the jerk. I'm trying to impress you. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. I remember there being a scene in the beginning when she's online with a bunch of guys, and I don't remember if it's on the screen or if it reads it out loud, but it said something like, the internet is the ultimate condom. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, nobody has sex anymore. The internet, is, the net is the ultimate condom. They call it the net. That was another thing that the net got wrong. We didn't all just start calling it the net. Don't call it the net. Uh, we, just, we should because we it's so it. much shorter. Yeah, we'd be able to say and express oh, the you, internet. Can you imagine so how much faster we could talk about the internet if we yeah. just said the net? Even when you're texting and oh it's supposed God. to be short, you just say the internet. You say the internet. <laughs> yeah. Now, and it, but, but script wise, even the fact that they have to hammer every single message so mm-hmm. hard into you, mm-hmm. you know, here we are at this beautiful spot. God, we're pathetic, aren't we? Excuse me? Well, we're here. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world and. All we can think about is where... Where can I hook up my bottom? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's society, man. In a nutshell, man. Movie. (laughs) And also, how the movie really front-loaded its techno-speak. Like, the first ten minutes of the movie is full of just jargon related to the internet and viruses and computers and all this stuff and then it like totally abandons it with no explanation for any of the stuff that happens later i think yeah it's maybe just saying it up so like, that, like just like, trust us yeah like we know this oh stuff. if you're lost <laughs> don't worry it'll get better and if you do know what we're talking about we know what we're talking about too so wink wink and then yeah it just like rested on that that early i guess credibility that it established the idea is okay they load the they load the techno jargon so they can basically um, have you feel like they know what they're talking about? There's going to be some really technological thing. It's just beyond me. And really, it's the fact that, like, I guess what something like Norton antivirus was the culprit all along. Basically, you know, like yeah. your virus and the, the guy who and how created... crazy the thing that's supposed to keep you yeah. safe on your computer was the very thing that was the most dangerous yeah. access point into your computer. Uh, wow, you can't trust anybody on the internet. Yeah, and then and, there's like stuff like a computer-based blood test showed us that blah blah blah. It's like, <laughs> oh, even our blood types are on the computer. See, and that's the thing too is now, in a way, the net got it right that computers sure do know a heck of a lot about us. Yes, but in the movie, the net he's able to change things. It makes it sound like there's some central database somewhere, right, right. like your police records, but also like your, all your financial information. And yeah. all that. Like he's able to just go into a police car and like dial up. No, your... he wasn't in the police car. No, he, he was, was in his, in his, his own, own car. car with what was there? What Wi-Fi? Was... Right. That's the thing too. <laughs> like, how is he getting into he these was using? Yeah. The internet from his car, I guess. And all he did was like type into a text box on her police record. <laughs> And like that was it. Good enough for the cop. It's like how often in this movie do people say, "But the computer says," (laughs) (laughs) and then she gets so fed up, she's got to take the monitor and crush it onto the floor because she just wants you to say. Then the camera just hangs on that broken monitor. (laughs) Oh, she's just screaming at you! Stop relying so much on your machines. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. I loved that lingering shot on the broken (laughs) computer screen. Hold, hold. Hold. <laughs> they a... get it? You think they get it? Yeah, I, I thought this movie is just total fear and skepticism about the internet, about technology. And uh, it might be a little bit easier to take if it weren't so heavy-handed with its message of paranoia and we're all relying on it at a time yeah. where 
you have no idea what relying on the internet looks like. <laughs> it seems like so far Hollywood has not found a way to make a a good and nuanced look into how the internet and technology affects us. Take for instance, there was a movie we basically it came and went, and we totally forgot about it. That Men, Women, and Children movie, mm. Jason Reitman. That was supposed to be a movie all about how our gadgets and the internet and social networking just makes us more isolated and you know separate from humanity. Yeah. And the movie bombed. It's not even a realistic message anymore. It's like not it's a, not. Yeah. It doesn't say anything really, and it's no. not. I mean, can you think of a movie that was really about technology and seemed to really understand? Not off the top of my head. I can't think of anything. For as much as the social network is about computers, it's really about... I wouldn't say that's hardly... It's not really even about technology. No, it's about... It doesn't really say anything at all about Facebook. It's about (laughs) ego and pride and that sort of thing. Well, you just saw Citizen Four. Yeah, you know, I, and, I saw Citizen Four not long ago, and also last week tonight just did their interview oh, it was with great. Edward Snowden, which Fantastic. was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's interesting that we're doing the net because that's it's oh pretty much the thesis of the movie, where like she screams at that woman, "They've done it to me. They're gonna do it to you." Yeah, that, that's like, not that much different than. Um, the government has your dick pic, right? <laughs> which yeah. was in the, which was in the John in the, Oliver yeah, interview. Yeah. You know. If you have not seen the last week tonight, ep- yeah, that episode, might seem like it came sounds... out of left field, but <laughs> but the point in that episode is that people, for some reason, don't care about the government's invasion of their privacy, and so the people at last week tonight were trying to make people care about it. So they asked them, "Would you care if the government had your?" dick pics mm-hmm. and people would say well no obviously i don't want the government to have right. that that would be a huge invasion of right. privacy and then they didn't believe that they did but then edward snowden said yes there are all these mm-hmm. uh provisions in the patriot act and all the uh, other other things he went through like five or six different uh you know government organizations government orders and whatever that give them yeah, get that give the nsa that the right to the right to have that picture not just the metadata that everybody talks about so that's what nate was referring to uh, but definitely find that last week tonight thing, and I would suggest everybody watch Citizen Four because that is an amazing, amazing yeah, I movie. I need to as catch well. up with that one. Yeah, um, that one almost plays like a thriller the way that they unfold that movie. And I guess maybe that's what I'm saying is I, I think I've seen this in documentaries, maybe even yeah, documentaries that like do documentaries it than have a way of bringing up technology and you know maybe even highlighting some of the things that we should be concerned about, legitimately concerned about with technology from thinkers and technology, not just from some producer in Hollywood that was mm-hmm. like, geez, can you believe all these computers around here? You know, So maybe it's just a better medium for it. I don't I know. But I, I'm not Because real- the truth is is more exciting than any sexed up, like, fictionalized version. Yeah. Through the lens of people who are trying to police focus groups and stuff. Plus, Erwin Rink- Winkler, the, the director of this movie, was born in 1931. Right. So... Well, here's my thing on Erwin Winkler, is that he's... Better known as a producer than a director. Yeah. He produced the Rocky movies. He produced Goodfellas, Goodfellas a lot of uh, Raging Bull, Wolf of Wall Street. A lot of Scorsese movies. So he's a great producer. But this totally feels like a producer's movie. Mm-hmm. None of the filmmaking seems like it comes from anywhere personal. Right. It's all generic, bland, and sometimes dumbfounding mm-hmm. in how stupid it is. It's This is a guy making a movie with only the audience in mind and a Hollywood producer's perception of an American movie going audience at that. Yeah. 
it just felt like this was a One guy who cynical views of came up with a came find. up with a very very generic concept of paranoia over the internet and said we got a movie here yeah. and then said let's find you know Hollywood's sweetheart right now Sandra Bullock that she's perfect put her in there you know I think she did a great job and that is probably why I gave it two stars. <laughs> We can talk about her later if we want to talk about any positives about the movie, if you find any. I did find one thing I like, and it does have to do with Sandra Bullock. So maybe we should go into Sandra Bullock. I mean, she is the main character in this, yeah. and she does have to completely carry whatever movie this is. And she does. <laughs> yeah, she does. I, I care about her character. I care about Angela. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you're right because I have to always remember when I'm thinking of her that she was given a terrible script, you know, yeah. like that she's she's delivering terrible lines. And then you especially know. those scenes in Mexico with her and the guy, she's acting really naturally. Like she's doing a great job with yeah. a terrible script and a guy who's really wooden. Here's I'll tell you the one I, I and I had to stretch for this, but I found one thing that I kind of appreciate about the net. It's the fact that it has a main character that's a female, but she's actually like, she's a girl. Like she's cute and sweet and she stays a girl. And what I mean by that is she's not like a Sarah Connor or a yeah. Lara Croft, tough as nails, you know, ready to kick ass. Yeah. And she never becomes that really. Right. But she is very smart and resourceful. She's very smart. So, so this is what I appreciate about the movie is that the movie keeps her that way and yet she doesn't need a man to guide her or encourage her. Yeah, not like, at all. Not at all. She still remains true to her sort of nice girl next door character and still is able to use her own skills to kind of get her out of the jam mm -hmm. that she's in mm -hmm. and never relies really on anybody else. And even if she thinks that she's finally, you know, she's got that FBI agent that comes and bails her out of jail. Um, and so you think there for a second, okay, this is the guy who's going to come and help her. Yeah. And then you realize, obviously, that he's just another guy from this gatekeeper group yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You guys are amazing sons of bitches. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Huh. How'd you know it was ruined? How'd you know it was ruined? I only told Devlin it was ruined. How'd you know it was ruined? Huh? What's your name? You're not even with the FBI. Is your name bad? You know what? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. You know, ever since I touched that disc, I've been running from, like, one... Nightmare to the next. You know what? I'm tired. I'm out of it. I'm so out of it. I'm tired of it. She is very smart in this movie. She stays smart, and she never needs a guy or really any other character to to yeah. sort of fall back on. You know, which is why I thought it was a little odd that she did call the Dennis Miller character. You know, but she really didn't have anybody else. He's a ridiculous he character. Was a crazy character. But as far as, uh, I, I agree with you. I think that, and I think a lot of that was due to Sandra Bullock's performance. Yeah, no, I agree. She's really good at playing a capable woman who isn't a caricature of right. an Amazon or whatever. Um, and I'm not like a huge Sandra Bullock fan, but, I, uh, but I'm never really, I'm never disappointed in her in a movie. Right. Um, I think also uh, on top of that, the early scenes with her mother, I thought were really moving. And I, I, I thought know. the whole mother character. Like, the, it was the almost... mother character. Here's the thing. You have to you have to just really zero in on Sandra Bullock's performance. <laughs> you do. A, almost apart from the words she's saying, as well as she does making them sound convincing. But she's so really understated. Where the woman playing her mother is so what? Who are you? Did I teach you? Like that that's exaggerated Alzheimer's. And she isn't like tearing up. She isn't right. breaking up, falling apart. And she's just like, and she isn't frustrated. She's just 
you can very much tell that she has been living with this reality of her mother as an Alzheimer's patient for a while. Mm -hmm. She's made peace with the fact that her mother isn't the person she knew anymore, but she's not done with her. And you see that when she just is very like understanding and like, right. It never gets melodramatic no, in those not scenes. At all. And I think it could have. Yeah. But she. So for me, this movie gets a full star extra because of Sandra Bullock. She is the reason it's a two star instead of a one star movie for hmm. me. I'll have to think about that. Okay. I think. I mean, because can, I can cared I'm... about her character. If I that, that's the only thing that really kept me watching to the end was because i genuinely wanted her character to be okay like yeah how many movies have you seen that it's supposed to be thrilling and you could not care less what happened to that character no she does she does have a good way of you know drawing a lot of empathy yeah. um you know that's a, that's a strength of of sandra bullock i suppose i mean i had that same feeling watching speed the first time what i think this is the cynical part of me is i think she's very good at what she does and sometimes Casting directors, producers, whoever, um, will often choose her because that character needs to be a character that you think is weak. I think you're right. And I think they could have picked another actress who never would have displayed any strength. Really. You know? And Sandra Bullock does display strength. And again, it's not because of the script. I've got a lot more places where I think the script is really funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> not supposed to be. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, well, I think we're on the. I think yeah. I like Sandra Bullock in this movie. I just She's might funny. be a little bit more convinced by her. Yeah, you know she does good, but for me, if if the movie itself and the script is so terribly bad, man, you could be you could be knocking it out of the park with your performance. And at the end of the day, it's still a movie that you have to enjoy. Well, that's you know? what I'm saying. The fact that she was compelling to me at all is clearly based on. The rest of the evidence, yeah, not the filmmaker, not the script, it's, it's enough, not to, the yeah. music, not anything but her performance. Fun, so that's funny what side I'm fact: saying. I actually did watch a special feature on the DVD. I was tempted, but that was called I didn't. Uh, "The Net from Script, script. to Screen." Yeah, and um, it's almost weird. There's like some passive aggressive things going on in that special feature. This oh, is, I bet this was not the screenwriter's vision. There's two screenwriters, and you can tell as they're being interviewed that this movie is nothing like what they had written, that they actually had a much more of an ambiguous ending, and that the there was never any face to the virus. Like the actual, uh, what's his name, Jonathan? Jack Devlin. Okay. Devil? Devlin? So the two screenwriters basically make it sound like this was a virus that was never supposed to have a face. There was there was never supposed to be a Jack Devlin even. So yeah, their their vision's completely scrapped. And they talk about casting Sandra Bullock and that Sandra Bullock did not accept this right away, even though it was kind of one of the first movies where she was going to be the lead. I mean, you know, she had co-star leads like mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves and uh, Bill Pullman. Pullman. So they were offering this starring role for her, and this was a big-time producer, and this was supposed to be one of the biggest uh, thrillers of the summer. And she actually turned it down at first because she didn't like the she didn't like some of the things in the script and demanded some changes. Which makes me wonder how bad was this script? Yeah. Before that, Sandra Bullock had to even have it patched up a little bit before she could accept what we've seen as I the. I can't net. imagine. Although, did you in my in my research? I found that there is a in two thousand six. The Net 2.0. I saw that. Written by the same guys. And Sounds like pretty much the same story. Directed by the producer, Erwin Winkler's son. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's a family affair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't imagine how bad that movie is. It's probably got a little bit of social networking in it. You know, in the, in the synopsis I read, it didn't mention that. Really? Maybe a blog? 
Not possibly, but 2006, I mean. Maybe a Zanga? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a live journal. They know everything about me. I shouldn't have put it out yeah, there, you, but, you, but they you know everything. It all. <laughs> um, but one of the things from the script, one of the computer technological things that I found funny is that if she wants to know about somebody on the internet, she types in the command, who is, <laughs> and then their, their screen name. And it comes up with their address, uh-huh. their real name, where they, uh, how old they are. Like all this stuff is like, oh, that's a very convenient command. Mm-hmm. Who is? Hey, that'd, be, that would have come, that'd come really handy for me in the library when I'm fielding reference questions, if we even had that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you could just type in a name and get all their information. Say, who is? <laughs> Um, another thing, like plot-wise, there were things that were like so blatantly concocted. Yeah, to work. Part of which was a computer conference just happened to be going on. Mm-hmm. Right <laughs> next door to the man. Where am I going to find a computer with internet? Oh, that computer conference. <laughs> That's right, right over next there. Door. Um, Let but, me just but, weave through this weird protest going on right now but about AIDS. For <laughs> that, um, <laughs> when she's making her escape from. The office building, which did she work there? Well, she did, but she, she worked for the company, she but worked she worked for from them. home. Yes, yeah. And then nobody at the company thought it was odd that Angela Bennett started showing yeah. up at work. Like, why did that person need to start going there? Anyway, when she, pull, she causes a fire alarm, she doesn't pull it. She uses the internet. Right, to, of course. Because if you're the best. Fire alarm. She's the best. She's a genius. <laughs> she's the best. Um, she's looking for a, a way to escape unnoticed. Just so happens, there's a fireman who, I guess, got a little hot, <laughs> took off. but he took off his uniform so she could put that on and make her escape That's like unnoticed. something out of Scooby-Doo. Right. But, well, then how are those people going to look for her? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't the people chasing her still look for her in her normal clothes? Well, no. They run into a cop who says... Only, Only people fire- coming and going around here are firemen. And then they look at each other and say, look for somebody in a fireman's costume. <laughs> it's so dumb. And why did she go to the fair? Oh, that scene. Why did she go there? You know, it's really her hard to pick, my, dying. to pick the stupidest scene in this movie, but that's a real high contender. I mean... Her friend is dying in the right. hospital. The only friend she has in the world. And she leaves and goes to the fair. Well, she goes to meet Cyberbob. Oh, that's right. Because Cyberbob, she's, and the funny thing is that they really, it's almost like they had to have their little internet safety PSA in the middle because the, the camera yeah. zooms in on her lips as she says when she's talking to Cyberbob and she's like, we should meet somewhere. And she's like, meet somewhere in public. Like it was in the camera <laughs> zoomed in on her lips. That's like, right. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why that she was, was at nice. the fair. I forgot that, that she was trying to meet Cyberbob. But um, still, and Cyberbob ends up getting killed. Or I mean, you never see Cyberbob, but you do right. see that the these henchmen or you yeah. know Jack uh, does meet Cyberbob at his place and do that something. Was so that's so such an awful scene because with it the was rabbit? so clearly yeah with the rabbit trying to hug which her. at first I was thinking maybe this guy's in on it like he's gonna yeah. kind of like kidnap her sort of but no he's no, just an annoying just a... rabbit in a costume that just keeps getting in the way right and that's how she gets away is sort of throwing this rabbit at. Yeah. The guy, this Ugh. guy in a rabbit costume, I should say. And it's like, so like base level concept, like 
oh, the thrilling scene's going to be taken. And it's just this juxtaposition of, like, carnival music and children and, like, the fun versus the scary. And it would just be so tense. <laughs> and you're and going round uh, and round uh, on this merry-go-round. And, and, they and the guy's Ferris wheel. And my wife brought this up, too. He shoots his gun at the merry-go-round. It's got a silencer <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I know. And no one notices? <laughs> <laughs> the, that merry-go-round music must have been really loud. Yeah, it must have. And the 90s thriller was also, and I also blame Goldeneye and some of the, the Bond movies for the um, the complete misconception of what a silencer does. Yeah. Like, a silencer still is pretty deafening. <laughs> like, a gun, it just does it so that you don't completely kill your ears when you're shooting. Right. It's not like this com- but now here's a 90s thriller that's that actually, actually pretty think, nitpicky well yeah but you actually brought up because you brought up goldeneye and i don't not goldeneye i don't want to talk about but it did make me think of a 90s thriller that did involve a lot of technology that i think i haven't seen it in a while but i'm gonna i'm gonna bet actually does still hold up pretty well and that's the um first mission impossible oh yeah with tom cruise mm-hmm. and it's got that whole knock list thing where it's yeah. again it's about this thing with they're, they're supposedly I this watch that again, they're man. supposedly this disc that has a whole bunch of information about everything and that's what everyone's chasing after and you got that um, awesome scene of tom mm-hmm. cruise kind of having to drop into that computer and not make a sound above a certain decibel range so he's got the ballet slippers on and then the can't guy, touch anything and yeah oh that's such a great scene catches the drop of sweat that's how you do a tech thriller in the 90s that's true that's a I good think. point so yeah, Brian De Palma. What what year was that? Was, was that ninety six? Was it a little bit after yeah, this? It was nineteen ninety six. Okay, so maybe they had a little bit more technology experience. In Possibly, that year, maybe that maybe the net was a trial run, and they 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 saw the lessons that needed to be learned. Right. Maybe. So I mean, the merry go round thing to me was, it's like they were trying to do something Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. If we're going to give them that much credit. Well, I just have a feeling Erwin Winkler or whoever, you know, they were just, they were just like, yeah, it's a thriller. Master of thrillers is Hitchcock. You yeah. know, because it's definitely got that Hitchcock, you know, the person who's innocent, who's all of a sudden, you know, kind of thrown into a situation way that where they are being chased after because they're presumed guilty. Right. You know? Yeah. But boy, boy, does this miss the mark. Do we have much more to really say about than that? I don't know. I don't think so. Except to just continue to talk about the weird choices that were made. I, I said recently that I am not a fan of So Bad It's Good. And I'm not going to watch this movie again. And I'm this still does... not a fan of So Bad It's Good. But it really was funny. Some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. This, this is not to a level of So Bad It's Good that I would recommend watching it. No. You know, getting a bunch of friends together and watching it. It's not that Funny. It's funny enough to get you through it if you're forced to watch it because you're doing a podcast episode <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. What's most, but, what's possibly most interesting about it is that the movie was very close to hitting on an extremely important issue of today, which is the ubiquity of our internet presence, that everything about us is on the internet and is and can be and has been used against citizens. And the movie was so close to being right on the money, but then it made its message get outside and turn your computer off. That's a very like, good point. What, that's just really interesting to me, that this terrible movie by a, a cynical, out-of-touch director, as it seems, with a heavy-handed script, 
actually got very close. He was close to being insightful. Insightful, for lack of to repeat the word, prescient and almost timeless. If its if its meth message had been tweaked, this movie is just blindly technophobic. That's the and see that's the thing is it's you know in your technophobia you can actually bring up a few decent points. Yeah. But technophobia usually doesn't lead you to any real solution other than get away. Yeah. And that isn't the solution ever right. nope. because it doesn't. It's you. You can't really get away unless you want to just completely go off the grid. Which sure, if you want to do that, go ahead. But yeah. if you want to actually engage in the world, you got to have a smarter movie with a smarter message. Yeah. You know, than just get away from it all. Get yeah. outside. And that is ultimately the movie's message. The last. Yeah. The scene, movie ends with she her, turns off her computer yep. and she goes outside and plants flowers with her Alzheimer's uh, patient mother. Right. And everything was fine, I guess. But was it? Because they really make sure that they end the movie yeah. with the pie symbol in the corner Clicking of the screen and click on it. That's right. It really makes you think, why did I watch this movie? It makes you think, she's safe. Mm. Well, she went outside. What about us? Well, what about us? What about us? What decision, Ryan, are you going to make after watching The Net? How are you going to change your behavior? Hang on a second. Somebody is texting me. Cyberbob again. So, yep, Cyberbob. What were you saying? Something about technology. It's all in the machines, man. Yeah. Everything. I love them. All right, that's enough of the net. Are we best buds? Are we a mutual understanding? Or is our relationship well, complicated? We might not have the exact same star rating, but I still think we can kind of be best buds because we're, so we're both saying this is a pretty terrible movie. Yeah. And I'm even, just surprised I enjoyed the. I seem to have enjoyed the experience more than you did, which is not... I much more i enjoyed it maybe we didn't maybe i didn't i'm maybe i'm just surprised i enjoyed it in any level i enjoyed this because it was funny to watch because of how mm -hmm. bad it was mm -hmm. that's about it like and i liked sandra bullock's performance she was fine yeah i think we're best buds this yeah. movie is not worth the time we've put into it <laughs> i'm sorry that we made you watch it if you did join us although i hope you had it a few good laughs fun. too fun yeah yeah it was stupidly fun it was it's the film equivalent of those buzzfeed like if you're a 90s kid you right. remember this yeah stuff like, you remember right yeah angel fire websites you yeah know. right um, it, microsoft paint yeah all right uh so if you guys did watch the net or you can think of 90s thrillers yeah. that you think do hold up. Or what do you think of Sandra Bullock, even? Yeah. I mean, why not? Let's have that conversation with you guys. Do you think the internet's here to stay? Let us know on the internet, on Facebook, Twitter, at CWSBF. That's our Twitter handle. Right. Uh, give, send us an email, feedback at canwestillbefriends.net. You got that uh, phone number there, Nate, for our listeners to call and leave a voicemail. I think I do. Now, this phone number is for those of you who are a little scared of the Skeptical net. Skeptical of the internet. You, you don't know how you feel about the internet. And, you go uh, to a pay phone and toss a quarter or however many cents you need to make a phone call from a pay phone. Is it still just a quarter? I think it's more than that. Really? I think it's like 35 cents last 35 I checked. 35 cents? I don't know. Well, Pay for that phone call and then pennies. let us know how much it costs yeah. you to make that phone call. Anyways, yeah, if you want to use that pay phone or your cell phone or whatever phone you have, you can give us a call and leave us a message. The number is 847-306-9532. We would love to hear from you. Well, then let's talk about what movie we're going to do for our next episode. And we were looking at the movies coming out yeah. in May. The summer releases sort of May kicks that whole thing off. Mm-hmm. 
And we noticed that Pitch Perfect 2 is coming out May 15th. A lot of people are excited for this one. People seem to be excited. My beloved Green Bay Packers is making an appearance in the movie. Do they? They do. See, that's how little I know about this movie. Oh, that's about all I know about the movie. Well, Nate and I have never seen Pitch Perfect no. 1, which I believe they do call it Pitch Perfect 1. <laughs> um, and we're curious. We, uh, you know... I, I don't... I guess I didn't know that it was such a big movie at all and then all of a sudden it was like it seemed like everyone was talking yeah. about it yeah and i hadn't seen it so i feel like i just kind of need to catch up and singing is like a huge thing now with like pentatonics and acapella groups and yeah i don't know so i'm yeah. kind of curious to see what the fuss is all about which sure. is perfect and um me too uh if you have seen pitch perfect which i based on its popularity you probably there's a have. good chance a certain chunk of our listeners have seen pitch yeah. perfect so we'd love to hear maybe what you think about it if you hate it why if you love it you know yeah, what is it about it looking you know for? what should we be looking for exactly so pitch perfect it is yeah watch it with us and uh we just want to thank you yeah. for listening to our discussion of the net yeah and um you know if you <laughs> if have any still listening. if you're still listening and you know uh if, if you want better movies to have to watch to keep following this podcast <laughs> so send us your suggestions yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd love to hear your suggestions <laughs> of what we should be watching and discussing so yep. send those our way yeah um, but you know thank you so much for yeah, listening and for listening. we will catch you next time when we discuss pitch perfect go wildcats <laughs>